Amen. Greetings, beloved, in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome once again to our cast this afternoon, this day. Indeed, it's such a pleasant moment to always receive from the throne of God, especially in days like the days that we are living in. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, we bless you, we honor you, Father, for this opportunity just to come before your throne of grace. Mighty Father, we thank you that as we sit at the feet of Jesus, we shall be fed. We receive your word with thanksgivings in our hearts. And we thank you, Father, that you said men shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from your mouth. May your word go forth in power and in simplicity even this day. In the name of Jesus, Lord, use me as a vessel, a vessel of honor unto thee, an earthen vessel, O God, in the name of Jesus. Father, we give you praise, we give you glory, in Jesus' name, amen. Welcome, as I've indicated, and I'm excited to share the word of God with you. And as we've shared with you before, that in this year you should be very highly expectant because our dreams and our expectations, our hopes, will not be cut off, as Proverbs 23:18 says. So it means you need to believe God, you need to keep on trusting God. But instead of focusing on things, we need to focus on the kingdom of God. We seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to us. So our zeal and our quest should be for the work of the Lord, should be for the kingdom and not for things. <clears throat> but as we are busy with his kingdom, he will be working behind the scene to do things for us. He will be working behind the scene to make sure that our expectations and our dreams and our uh, hopes are fulfilled in Jesus' name. So it means when you are here on the earth, you need to make sure that you do the best you can when you are still alive. Have you ever wondered why are you still alive today? So many people have passed away, some even younger than you, but you are still here. You are still alive. So there should be a reason why you are still alive at such a moment as this. Because if you do not acknowledge that, if you do not appreciate that, you are not going to do the best you can when you are still alive. And you are going to miss an opportunity to make an impact in this life. This is our time. Can you go with me to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 9, verse 10, in the Amplified Classic, AMPC, Ecclesiastes 9, 10, it reads, Whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For there is no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in Sheol or the place of the dead where you are going. So here the Bible says, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might. For in the grave there will be no more work. So in other words, wherever you find yourself, whether it's in your working place, whether it's in your local church, whether it's in your home, in your community, you need to make an impact now when you are still alive. You need to say, this is the time to do the Lord's work, and I'm dedicated, I'm fully committed to God to do His work, to fulfill His work, to please Him. We are here for such a time as this. Some of you think, the world is so much in turmoil, I wish Peter and Paul were here, maybe things would be different, but you and I are here. God can use us. Every time when there is a crisis, God always has people that he can rely on to solve that crisis. There was one time when the children of Israel were in trouble. They were in trouble, and then they were about to be killed because of the plots of Haman. But then Esther was there at the kingdom, 
for such a time as that. But she was not aware of that. She did not see her value at that time. But look at it with me in the book of Esther chapter 4, verse 14, AMPC, Amplified Classic. It reads, For if you keep silent at this time, relief and deliverance shall arise for the Jews from elsewhere, but you and your father's house will perish. And who knows but that you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this and for this very occasion. Mordecai was saying to Esther, don't keep silence at this time. This is your time. This is the time that you can make a difference. Maybe, who knows, that maybe you have come to, such, to the kingdom for such a, place as, uh, such a time as this. Even some of us, we are in different places in our lives. We are here in South Africa. Some of you are in the Western Cape or wherever you stay. You are there for such a time as this. In your local church, you are there for such a time as this. Even globally, we are living now during this time of coronavirus pandemic. Such a time as this, the Lord needs us. The Lord can use us. God is not going to do anything on earth without using human beings. The Bible says God has given the earth to the sons of men, but the heavens belongs to him. So in other words, he has given us charge of the earth that we may take authority. So he wants you and I to say we are here for such a time as this. This is our time when the Lord wants to bring a solution on the earth. I'm available. Lord, use me. Because some of you, you think that if you are not available, God will not do what he needs to do. God can always use anybody who is available. So if you are the first choice for God and you are not available, God even have other people that he can use. I'm reminded of the time when, during the time of Judge uh, Deborah, she was a prophetess. She was a judge. She was a woman. She was used by God. Even during the time when people thought women may not be used by God. But God anointed her as a prophetess. God used her as a judge. And during that time then, she talked to Barak, who was the army commander at the time. And she said to him, go and fight the battle because the Lord wants to deliver the Israelites from the hands of King Jabin from the general Sisera and his army. So God will deliver Sisera and his armies to you. And then Barak thought, no, I can't go. Even if the Lord has said, I can't go if you don't go with us. I can only go if you go with us. And then Deborah says to him, yes, if you say you only want to go with, if I go, I'll go with you, but the victory will not be credited to you. But what I learned from this story, it's in the book of Judges chapter 4. Read all of it. What I learned is that God will use whoever is available. God will use whoever is available. So you need to be available to be used by God. You mustn't try and, 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 and think if I'm not there, things will not work out. You have to be there because it's to your advantage that God can rely on you. God can use you for his glory. God can use you for, 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 for his presence. And when God uses us, he does not necessarily need us to be eloquent or to be skilled. Come as you are. Avail yourself as you are. God knows you. He knows what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses, but he still wants to use you. He says, actually, we are his co-workers. We work with him. He works with us. He wants to, 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 to partner with us in doing his work. Because here on earth, he needs you and I as his co-workers. Go with me to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, in the Passion Translation. Then you will see that we are co-workers with God. We work with God. God needs us. God wants to use us. 
so that we can say at such a time as this, Lord, when you want to do anything on the earth, I'm here. When you want to bring a change, a solution to the coronavirus pandemic, a solution to the problems we have in the world, a solution at my workplace, a solution at my church, I'm here. Use me. Because it says, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9, I'll read it in the Passion. We are co-workers with God, and you are God's cultivated garden, the house he is building. So when it says we are co-workers with God, it means we are working with God. God works with us. God needs you and I to do what he wants to do on the earth. When God now wants to deliver this earth, he needs you and I. We can't be running for cover and being afraid like people of the world when we should be the people that God is using to bring solutions to the problems in our world, in our workplaces, in our churches. Wherever you find yourself, child of God, be a co-worker with God. May God use you for his glory. May God use you to fulfill his plan, to fulfill his purpose on the earth in the name of Jesus. So when the Bible says we are co-workers with God, it means God wants to work with us. He wants to do his works through the earth, in the earth through us. He needs you and I. And we shouldn't have to say, maybe I'm not eloquent, I'm not good in this. You remember even Moses once gave that excuse to say, Lord, I cannot speak, so you can't use me. God says, I will use you as you are. So it means each one of us, we should say, I'm here for such a time as this. God needs me. Lord, I'm availing myself. I'm available. Use me for your glory. Because if you go with me to the book of Zechariah chapter 4, verse 6 to 7, you will see that God does not depend on our strength. He just needs us to be available. And his spirit will bring things to pass. He will fulfill his plans through us. We are just the vessels that he needs. Zechariah 4, 6, and 7, good news. It says, The angel told me to give Zerubbabel this message from the Lord. You will succeed, not by military might or by your own strength, but by my spirit. Obstacles as great as mountains will disappear before you. You will rebuild the temple, and as you put the last stone in place, the people will shout, Beautiful, beautiful. I like this portion of scripture because it says it's not going to happen because of your strength, because of your military power, because of your abilities, because of anything that you can pride yourself in. It's going to happen because of the spirit of the Lord. It is the Holy Spirit who will make things to come to pass. So it means we just need to avail ourselves because sometimes you look at a problem and you think this is insurmountable. This is too big. I don't see how we will ever overcome this obstacle. When something is too big, it means you need God. You shouldn't depend on your strength. You are thinking it's too big because you are measuring it against your strength. Here the Bible says obstacles and mountains, those great mountains that are before you, they will disappear because the Spirit of the Lord is at work. So God wants to use us. God wants to use us. So it means even when you are going through challenges, some of you are saying, I've been through hell, I've been through difficult times, through very tough moment, through very burning moments. Some of the fire that you are going through, child of God, is not meant to destroy you. It's refining you. You are learning to trust in God. You are learning to depend upon God. Even sometimes you, you come to a place where you realize, I don't know what to do. You become like Jehoshaphat in the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 20, verse 12. He says, Lord, we don't have might to go against these armies. They are just too big for us. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. 
So it means as we allow the Lord to use us, as we are co-workers with God, as we work with God, we need to allow him to be God. We need to allow him to reign supreme in our lives and to take his supreme authority through us so that even when we are facing challenges, we know that those challenges will be resolved because God is on our side and it is God that will bring things to pass. It is God who will use us for his glory so that we can move from one level of glory to another. And God, even in these last days, he needs you and I. We are the people for this moment, for such a time as this, that God can use us for his glory. Because if you do not avail yourself, God will still use other people. But if you are available, you could come to a point where sometimes you can talk like Nehemiah and say, Lord, don't forget all the good deeds that I do in your house. All the things that I do in your house. I'm passionate about your kingdom. I do all these things for your kingdom so that God may take pleasure in you. I know that God loves all of us. He loves all his children. He loves all the people. But if you please him, it pleases him. So why don't we please our God? Let's please our God. Let's do good. Look at this. Nehemiah says in Nehemiah 13, 14, in the Amplified Classic, it says, Oh my God, earnestly remember me concerning this and wipe not out my good deeds and the kindness done for the house of my God and for his service. So he says, Lord, remember the things that I'm doing for your work. I'm passionate about your work. I'm doing all this because I love you. Don't forget all this that I'm doing. So when we do good, we are not trying to buy favor from God. God already loves us. But it pleases him. I want to see my father happy. I'm saying, Lord, I'm available. Use me. Nehemiah says, remember all this that I'm doing for your house and for your work. In the days that we are living in, what are you doing for the house of the Lord? What are you doing for the work of the Lord? What are you doing to show that you are passionate about God? To show that the kingdom of God is supreme in your life? To show that indeed you want people to come to the kingdom? Like I said, some of you may say, I don't know how to speak. I'm not eloquent. I don't know how to speak fluently. You may not be fluent in speech. You may not be eloquent in speech. But if God is with you, you will see what God does. When God brings many people to the kingdom. Sometimes you just speak one word. You share with somebody your testimony. And that person comes to the knowledge of the Lord. That person gives their li- his or her life to the Lord. And you wonder how did it happen? It's because God is your co-worker. God is working with you. It's happening not by power nor by might, but by his spirit. And if we do things depending on the Lord, if we do things depending on his strength, then we know that we will always succeed. Then we know that we are his co-workers. Then we know that things will happen not because of us, but because of him who is the Lord of everything. So I want to encourage you that be encouraged that as we live in this time that we are living in, what is it that you are doing for the Lord? What is it that you are doing for the Lord? Like I said, many people have passed away, some of them even younger than some of you, but you are still here. So there should be a reason why you are still here. There should be a reason why you are still alive. Child of God, fulfill God's plan for your life. Say, in the days that are still remaining of my life, I'm going to do the best I can. I want God to count on me. I want to be among those who are saying, Lord, here I am, use me. Like the prophet Isaiah. Lord, here I am, use me. Use me for your glory. I'm here for such a time as this. If God, you want to bring a solution in our church, I'm here. 
If you want to bring a solution to the world through me, I'm here. If you want to bring a solution in my organization where I'm working, I'm here. So in other words, we avail ourselves and we become the hands of God. We become the feet of God. We become the mouth of God. We speak on behalf of God. We represent the kingdom of God and we are alive at such a time as this. So we are here for such a time as this and we are going to do the best we can when we are still alive. Because in the grave, there is no more work. We do everything we can when we are still here. In Jesus' name, amen. Our dreams and our expectations will not be cut off. And as you continue serving God, God will be working behind the scene, bringing your dreams and your hopes to come to pass. Keep the faith. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We bless you. We honor you, Father, for this opportunity just to receive from your throne. Father, indeed, it is a privilege for us to be alive at such a time as this. We are here for such a time as this. We are the people for this moment, O oh God. Use us for your glory. In the name of Jesus, Father, we give you praise. We give you glory. It is not about us. It's all about you. It's all about your kingdom. In Jesus' name, be glorified in our lives. May our lives be a pleasing sacrifice unto thee. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you. See you next time. Stay blessed. Keep on keeping the faith. Your dreams and expectations, your hopes and expectations will not be cut off. God is faithful. In Jesus' name, amen.